Welcome to the Shed the Shame podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Whitens, online women's mental and emotional wellness coach, educator, and mental health advocate. My mission is to create and embrace a new norm of processing emotions and healing trauma. This will allow us to collectively shed the shame, guilt, and stigmas around mental health, emotional well-being, and self-care. It's long overdue for society to empower women to shamelessly focus on their own health and wellness so they can self-heal and, in turn, model that healing in their relationships and especially for their children. This podcast is a place for inspiration, education, and tools on how to confidently break the societal patterns that keep us stuck, unhappy, and unfulfilled in life. It's time to start creating the healthy and happy life you've always dreamed of. Together, we can do this one episode at a time. So without further ado, let's dive right in and shed the shame. Hey, everybody. I just wanted to drop this quick announcement for you to let you know that the Confidently Clear and Connected community is open. This membership is going to help you get unstuck, feel fulfilled, happy, and secure. I created this group to take stuck, lost, and frustrated women by the hand and walk them back home to their most confident and resilient selves. If you're ready to feel empowered, if you don't want to hold back from taking action, if you want to deeply understand yourself and areas where you could use improvement, if you'd like to feel aligned with yourself and your life and start unapologetically communicating your needs, then the Confidently Clear and Connected community is for you. The CCCC is a monthly membership for women that provides a safe, welcoming group that will walk alongside you on your journey back to yourself with guidance, support, and motivation to start doing what it takes to live your best life. I'll teach you how to get unstuck and get clear on where you're going in life and also to heal from the things that have been holding you back. If this interests you, then please visit my website, www.jenwhitenswellness.com and you can check out all the information that's there. If you'd like clarification on anything or have any questions, please feel free to email me at jen at jenwhitenswellness.com or hit me up in the DMs on any social media channel. Hope to see you inside. Well, welcome, ladies. I am so glad you're here. We have a full house. Welcome to this training. I spent the other day writing this up and pulling some really good stuff out for you. It's all about finding your power. Sometimes we used to have our power and we lose it along the way because life gets messy and busy and our light dims a little bit, right? And so we kind of lose some of that spark. And so today I'm going to give you some things that will help you find your power again so that you can get that spark back and feel alive again. And there's three ways that we're going to do that. I'll break it down for you. And it's by reconnecting to your emotions, your intentions, and your intuition. Okay. And so what I want to narrow down for you is, and what I really want to talk about is when we align and connect with who we are and what we want, it really lights us up and makes us feel powerful, right? But much of the time we get completely distracted by life and all of its obligations. And then what happens is things become just so overwhelming that our focus gets 
pulled in completely different directions all over the place. We quickly become disconnected from anything that drives us really, because now we're driven by the shit we have to do and not necessarily any of the stuff that lights us up from the inside out. And so we end up feeling completely burned out. We're overwhelmed with the stress and we get underwhelmed with where life is going. And so if any of this resonates with you, then today is the day that all of that changes because I'm going to lead you through some exercises that will get that spark lit again. So I hope you're, I hope you're ready and I hope you're excited. This is timely for me because I'm going to, I'm going on vacation in a couple of days. And so I'm going to, I'm going to use my own words of wisdom here, hopefully, and tune into it over the course of the next week and a half. So I usually talk about connecting to all the icky stuff, the icky emotions, your past traumas, the things that you need to release in order to move forward and break free from that, which holds you back and keeps you stuck. But today is a little bit different because we're going to instead reconnect with what lights you up with the specific intention to help you find your power and feel excited about life again. So I'm breaking this up into three parts. Like I said before, reconnecting to your emotions, your intentions, and your intuition. So first up, I hope you have your notes ready. First up is reconnecting to your emotions. And kind of a a bummer is that many of us have forgotten what it feels like to feel good, to be happy, to be carefree, to be excited, really to feel like a kid again for some of us. And what we don't do anymore is we don't look forward to what's coming. A lot of times we instead are dreading about more of the same and that rat race we're constantly stuck in. Right. And so that's the thing. It's about perception and focus. It's easy for me to say that, you know, stop focusing on all the hectic negative shit going on. I understand it's not that simple. And I'm not suggesting that you start to ignore your obligations because obviously you can't do that as much as we all want to ignore our obligations sometimes. Right. Because they're, they can be pretty dull. So we don't want to ignore our obligations as much as we would like to sometimes. But what I am proposing is the angle that you look at things with and also spending more energy on the good stuff and less energy loathing the not so good stuff. Okay, I'm gonna give you some ways in order to do that and a specific example too. So the easiest trick on how to change this is having awareness in the moment of when something doesn't go the way you want it to. And this takes practice. You have to intentionally practice this all the time and start catching yourself in the moment and, and ask yourself, well, how am I reacting right now? Okay. So how do you react when things don't go the way you want them to? What do you say in your head? So these are some questions you can write down. How do I react? What do I say in my head? How does that make me feel? And do I notice a pattern? So is there sort of a cascading of thoughts and emotions that seem to overcome you without your control? 
that's where you lose your power and allow your energy to go to the downside. And then that becomes a habit. And so what happens is you actually do that without even thinking it's automatic. And so the first habit you need to start is to have that awareness in the moment and start asking yourself these questions. That's the first thing you instill is having patience with yourself and pausing in the moment and reflecting on what's going on when something doesn't go the way you want it to. And then what you do instead is the next time that something doesn't go your way, notice how you react. Okay. So you have those questions, but also notice if there's a trend on like what just happened, because maybe it's a specific type of thing that's happening that triggers you in a specific way. Do you know what I'm saying? Or if maybe it's something that isn't happening that you're expecting or wanting to happen. And so that's how you look for the pattern. What just happened? How does that make me feel? What's the pattern here that I'm falling into? And so the next piece is where you start to make a decision to shift your thinking so you can take your power back. Because when you allow the automatic pattern to continue happening, that's where you're letting your, your power go. If you want your power back, the power is in the pause. Have you ever heard that? I don't remember who said that. Somebody said that wasn't me originally. I've heard that somewhere, but the power is in the pause. You pause and you decide to interrupt that pattern. Your power is in that decision. When you don't make that decision and you let your automatic habits run the show, that's when you don't have your power. That's where you let it go. And let your circumstances run the show instead of you taking your power back. So when you make that decision to shift your thinking, to take your power back, this is what you do next. You look to answer these questions. And I'm going to tell you straight up, a lot of these might sound completely corny and cheesy and you've heard them before, but there's a reason why you've heard them before because they work, but they only work if you use them with the right intention and purpose when you've made that decision to do so in that circumstance. Okay. So the first one is, you know, you usually think about, well, oh, why is this happening again? Right. And you get all pissed off and irritated. Well, instead you want to think, okay, how is this happening for me? What's my lesson? Like, is this a reminder or a signal from the universe or God or higher power or my highest self? Is this a signal that's shouting at me? It's shouting to me. It's shouting to me. This isn't what you want. This isn't what you, how you want to feel. And you know that because you feel icky, right? And so then you have to decide, well, how, how do I want to feel? I know how I don't want to feel. How do I want to feel? And think about that because this situation keeps coming up or this type of situation happens and I get all bent out of shape. 
It's not what I want. It's not how I want to feel. And we focus on, I don't want to feel this way. I don't want to feel this way. I don't want to feel this way. Well, that's not entirely helpful, right? If you don't know how you do want to feel. Okay. So how do you want to feel? And then how can you shift your pattern of behavior so that you can experience that? So something happens, you feel shitty, you don't like it. You know, you don't want to feel that way. So you identify a different way to feel and you say, okay, I want to feel this way instead. What can I do in this moment to feel that way? Okay. And so this can happen in the moment. Sometimes it can't happen in the moment, right? Because of whatever circumstances are, you know, it depends. So it might not be in that moment where that thing that just happened Like you might need to create a completely different circumstance or event or environment for yourself to experience the feeling you want. Okay. So for example, I don't know, someone backs into your car. Ugh, why is this happening? Why blah, 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 all that. You get, you feel icky, right? Well, in that moment, you you know, it's kind of hard to feel super great. Maybe you identify in the moment, I just, oh, I want to relax. Okay. Kind of a high stress moment. But later on in the evening, I can take a bath and then I can embody that feeling of relaxation and calm. Does that make sense? But you have to decide to create that environment for yourself so you can have more of that experience that you do want. Okay. Sometimes you can do it in the moment though. And I'll give you an example of that coming up here quick. I do this sometimes. Actually, I'll give you a quick example here. I do this sometimes when I'm driving. (laughs) I've talked to you guys before how I'm kind of a defensive driver and I get irritated with people because, I mean, how do they not know that I'm on the road and I own the road and they should get out of my way, right? Like, what the hell are they doing? What are they thinking? So when I get in that funk and people aren't driving the way I want them to, it's usually because I'm late because I'm always late. Yep. I'm that person who's chronically late. Sorry. Anyway, I'll catch myself when I'm bitching at people on the highway for not driving like I want them to. And I'll, I'll kind of change it so I don't feel shitty about it anymore. And I'll pretend that oh, this is happening for me because there's a cop up there. So these people are thankfully, like the universe has conspired to slow people down around me and make me slow down so I don't get that traffic ticket. And then I feel a little bit better about those people. Or maybe if I keep going this fast, like I'm going to come up on something that causes an accident. So this is keeping me safe. So I've trained my brain to most of the time fall back on those thoughts that either I'm not getting pulled over or this is keeping me safe. Okay. And then I embody what I want to feel, which is more relaxed and grateful and not angry, right? Enjoying my ride instead of mad at people. Okay, so 
Now that you have identified, that's the first piece. You've identified the emotional piece. The next focus is your intention. This is crucial. If you easily get stuck on allowing the negative stuff to derail you, which we all do, by the way, then this part is especially crucial because it's the part where the new behavior takes place. You're replacing old patterns with new actions that are backed up by aligned intention, aligned intention. This is powerful stuff. But if you only go through the motions and expect the miracle and expect changes, if you're just checking boxes and you're like, okay, I did everything I was supposed to do. Now I'm like supposed to be perfect, right? It's not going to work. Don't expect a miracle by just checking the boxes. You have to practice this part with aligned intention, like I said before, which means that you connect the emotions from deep within to the outcome that you seek. And here are a few research-backed ways to do this. So the first one, can you guys guess? (laughs) It's to journal. (laughs) Half of you are like, shit, not this again. I don't have time for this journaling stuff. Gosh. Okay, so... I'm going to give you a tip on journaling if you're someone who, um, and this isn't a tip I've ever given before. If you're someone that struggles with journaling, journaling, what this helps you do when you're working on focusing your intention, it helps you get the extra junk out of your head that clouds your clarity and your focus. So when you journal, do it in any way that works for you. You can use prompts, you can free write, you can buy a guided journal that you fill the blanks in. You can use paper, scrap paper, construction paper. It doesn't matter. You can type, do a Google doc journal. I've done almost all of these, by the way, you can use the notes app on your phone. You can record voice notes on your phone. Like if you have a a commute to work every day, use some of that time to do like an oral journal and record voice notes, or you don't even have to do it in your voice notes. You can just like use talk to text and do it in your notes app. That way you have the text. Like there's literally no excuse to find the time to do this. Honestly, like there's apps, there's web pages specifically for journaling, whatever, whatever, like floats your boat, figure it out, but you have to explore and figure it out. You might be like me where One thing works for a while and then you get bored with it and then you got to switch things up. That happens with me too. I journal, I buy different journals and I explore different things. I like doing that. So the key is though, make it simple. Right now I'm using Mel Robbins, her most recent journal. It wasn't her first one. It's her second one that she did. And the reason I chose that one is because last year I became... I got educated on somatic awareness and your nervous system and how that plays into how you feel and and everything. And a part of her journaling focuses on that. So it gets you into your body and focusing on your five senses. So you're out of your head and then there's space to write down like your to-do list. I like getting that junk out of my head. So it isn't all stuck there. And so it's just really nice. It's like nice fill in the blank, super easy. That's why I like it. 
And like right now, I'm not even using it the way it's designed, like whatever I'm doing what works for me right now. So figure something out that feels good for you. And that is simple. Okay. Cause if it isn't simple enough, then you're not going to be consistent with it and it's not going to work. And that defeats the purpose because this whole thing is about intention. So by having an intention for your journaling, that means what are you getting out of the journaling process? So for me, that brain dump is crucial. I have to get that stuff out of my head. It clears my head. I get clarity from it. It makes my head feel better. But maybe for you, it's an emotional dump and that makes your your body feel lighter. When I was going through the bulk of my healing, a lot of it was emotional journaling. And that's what I needed in, at that time. So like right now, it's a brain dump, helps me organize my day. Also helps me reconnect with my inner knowing and my intuition because the actions that I take are aligned with my purpose. So when I list out the actions and my to-dos, those are directly aligned with what I do and why I do it. And that keeps me motivated. So that's how you start lining up your emotions and your intention to get your power back. Okay. So when I reconnect with my inner knowing and my intuition, that makes me feel good. Positive reinforcement. So find and connect to your intention for journaling, and then it'll flow. And that will create positive momentum for your day every day. But consistency is key. Okay, the next piece are two that you can combine. A lot of these you can combine, by the way, but I'm just giving you some ideas. So the first is to learn something every day. And the next is to read something every day. Like this can be a quote. Like I saw in the group, people are sharing lots of quotes and stuff from what you guys are reading and and whatnot. If you learn something from it and you read it, awesome. Beautiful. Counts for both. But make sure you read something that interests you. Like read for joy. Like for me, reading for joy is reading nerdy stuff. Like if you like reading research, do it. If you like reading self-help books, do it. If you like reading research papers, do it. If you like reading total smut, do that. It doesn't matter. As long as it's enjoyable, read something. It should make you feel good. There's a bonus if you learn something new and interesting from it. Okay. So learning and reading are the next two things. You can combine them. All right. The last two you can also combine, and that is to meditate and to move. Now, if you have a hard time with meditation, like meditation doesn't have to look like you crossing your legs and closing your eyes and going home for 20 minutes. Like meditation looks like whatever calms your mind. So if you have a hard time sitting still, I know a lot of people do sitting still can be a trigger for people because it makes them feel unsafe because of something from their past. Totally cool. Do a moving meditation. That might be a better option for you. You can go for a bike ride. You can go for a walk. You can get on the Peloton and just ride. I do that all the time. Meditation allows your thinking brain to rest and it deserves a break. You deserve a break. So use meditation to guide yourself into a space of calmness. 
find what works for you. There's so many options out there from apps to, you know, a lot of the stuff that I just mentioned with moving meditation, stretching, yoga, anything. The movement piece though, this is the next one. That's to get stagnant energy moving through you, get it moving through you and out. It's, you know, also movement, obviously like exercise, it's good for your body. It helps strengthen your body. It stimulates the release of your body's good feeling hormones. It gets you out of your head and into your body, which is very important because that allows you to stop overthinking and worrying and spiraling out into anxious and depressive episodes. And so when you feel safe in your body and you get out of that dissociated state, you can clear the fog and connect to your intuition. And that leads me to the last way of being intentional, which is to do something that brings you joy every single day. You have to intentionally cultivate happiness for yourself. So what brings you joy for me? It's music. I listen to music intentionally every single day. In fact, when I wrote this training, I was listening to my favorite playlist because it calms me. It makes me happy. It gets me into a state of flow to put all of this together. It's a soulful experience for me. And I'm able to create really whatever emotion that I want to feel or express by just tapping the play button on my phone, right? So a lot of times, if I want to feel happy, I play specific songs for that. If I want to get into a, you know, kick ass and take names later mood to work out, I put on a different playlist for working out. It gets me pumped up, right? If I want to get into maybe a sassy or sensual mood, I put on a different playlist. <laughs> You feel me? Like I can use music to cultivate a feeling in my body that I want to experience. And even like it even triggers us to get into states when we're not even expecting it, right? A certain song comes on and you're like, oh my God, yes. That brings me back. How many of us were excited for the Super Bowl halftime show for crying out loud? Like, what? That cultivated a completely different feeling. We were so excited for that. And it was much needed. Oh, man, I made my kids like not make any noise. And I stood in the living room. Of course, I have to tell you this little side story. Of course, that was the Sunday right before the Super Bowl started where my son goes, oh, I need cupcakes for school tomorrow. And I was like, what? What? We're just doing this now. The Super Bowl is on. I want to watch the Super Bowl. Like I had to take a time out so and run into the living room to watch the halftime show, put everything on pause. Like, oh, it was it was not fun. And my husband wasn't there. He I don't know. He I don't remember where he was probably watching the first half of the game at someone's house or some shit. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, it was the whole thing. So I was very stressed, but then Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg came on and I was like, yeah, completely changed my mood. It was a happy accident. It was amazing. So find out what brings you joy 
and intentionally fit it into your life every single day. Okay. So maybe your happy, happy place is in the garden or baking something, obviously not mine, (laughs) as I'm just telling you this cupcake horror story, you know, whatever art or whatever. If you're having a hard time of thinking of something that you can do that makes you happy, try thinking about what you did for fun as a kid. I actually, as a kid, I remember as a kid making mixed tapes. Yes. Mixed tapes. (laughs) I'm that old. And listening to the radio, top nine at nine, you had to record it when your song came on, you had to press the button, you had to sit there and wait. Mm-hmm. I did that. I made mixtapes. How stressful is that? I didn't even know it. And how easy is it now? Some of the stuff are like, my kids ask for a song and I'm like, yeah, hold on. Let me find it. Like you can just find it and play any song. That's a damn miracle. Anyway, thankfully, because it's the thing that brings me joy. So I can play music anytime I want. Right. So do things you used to do as a kid, or sometimes, you know, if you don't have any trauma around this, like go to a park and swing on the swings for a little bit. Cause sometimes it's hard to remember as an adult, what you were like as a kid. Cause we've left that behind and we've long forgotten a lot of that stuff. So you know, even just going to the park, And hopping on a swing can remind your body of what fun feels like, you know, what it feels like to enjoy something again. So intentionally do fun stuff and do it consistently every single day. Okay. That's the intention piece. And so now we're at the last connection point, which is your intuition. And so... I also like to call my intuition, my inner knowing, because for so long I was very disconnected from it. And a lot of us get disconnected from our inner knowing because of what happened to us or a lot of the stuff we've had to do and deal with for our adult lives, right? But with this intention piece, the cool thing is that all you need to do to reconnect with your intuition are the things we already discussed but then you have to give it permission and allow it to happen. Don't force it. Don't try so hard and just put those pieces in place. And that reconnection is going to happen for you. Allow the actions that you created in those previous steps to be the spark that rekindles that fire inside you. So this is where you reignite your power. Once you create the initial flames from the intentional actions that we talked about, the winds of change will fan those flames into the inferno inside your inner knowing. And that firestorm will rage, but only if you keep feeding it with intention. Your old habits are like water to those flames. So remember when you start feeling stuck or defeated, remember how you want to feel. Set your intentional actions and allow your intention to guide you back to your inferno of power. That's how you reconnect with your power, ladies. So I have a question. Yeah. I tend to be, I'm working on, but I tend to be uh, like an all or nothing kind of gal. Mm-hmm. Um, and just looking at all the notes I took, I'm like, holy buckets, that's a lot. Like, so if you were just like, okay, Amanda, like pick three, start with three, like, what would you tell me to do out of all those? What week are you in? Uh, six. 
So your self-talk, hands down. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's where I feel like it starts is the being aware of your self-talk and taking, taking control of that. And then it things kind of, and then you kind of build on that. I feel, cause I feel like that, that's one thing I had to work on big time was my self-talk. Yeah. Cause and, when yeah. you're not aware of your self-talk and you start becoming aware of your self-talk, that is the catalyst to awareness in all the other areas. Do you, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because you'll start noticing, then you'll start noticing how you react. Then you'll start noticing how that makes you feel like it, it, it just, it builds on itself, but none of that later stuff can come until you learn how to think about what you're thinking about. Does that make sense? Yes. And like create the habit of doing that because up until the point of when you start doing that, we very much are like just kind of sleepwalking and reacting through life, right? Like something happens, we react and we're not even thinking about it. And now that that seed is planted and you start thinking about it, you're going to be like, holy moly, what? Whoa. I didn't even realize that I do that. I didn't even realize that I respond in that way. And some of it's going to be like a stab to your gut, but that's part of the process. And that, that those are the instances where you're like, oh, I don't like that. But that is in that first part that I talked about where you make a decision, that's where you make the decision to take your power back. I don't like that. Well, how do I, what do I want it to look like instead? How do I want to feel instead? And so some of those instances came and still come for me when I react to my kids, when I'm short on energy and they are annoying the shit out of me (laughs) and I react like how adults and parents reacted to me when I was a kid. And then I have to go back and be like, Oh yeah, that wasn't me. That was my past. Like take that quote with you guys, write that one down. That wasn't me. That was my past. That wasn't me. That was my trauma. Cause it's not, you were just trained to react in a certain way and you don't know it. It's not you. So find you because that's not a lot of those times. That's not how you want to react. So you can decide what is you, what is truly me? How do I want to react? And then it's not a reaction. It's a response because you craft your, you craft how you respond to the situation instead of just automatically reacting to it. Does that help? Yes. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Amazing. Thank you for being here. I'm honored to have you. What a lovely group. And I'll be back in a month with our next topic specific call. Otherwise my intro to mindset calls sync on the fourth. All right. Hopefully I'll see you guys next time. Stalk me, find me. I'm in the group and I'm all, you can't not find me. Just like Google me. You can find me, which is kind of terrifying actually, but there you go. Okay. Have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Shed the Shame. If you liked what you heard today, I'd love if you subscribe to my podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And please share it with anyone that you think it would resonate with. 
If you feel so inspired to, please leave me a review on iTunes and share this episode on Facebook or Instagram. I greatly, greatly appreciate your love and support. Yeah.